Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. The party have escaped the ghost zone, but the burden of Signana's passing hangs heavy in their minds. Nime has gone to talk to Cremora, who is hiding under Jolene's invisibility cloak, while Patsy searches the ship for Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, where do you go after you leave Cremora? I go up to the control room. You open the door to the control room and you nearly run into your father. Well, Jolene, thank God you're here. I was just going to come and look for someone. Where the heckles are we going? I don't have my sword anymore. Now, I'm not fusing any more swords into the control panel, but it would be nice to have a direction. What is that constant screaming noise? Uh, Are you okay? You look like you've been crying. Uh, Kremora brought back the sword. I think, uh, I think Patsy has the sword. I'm okay for the... That's a lie. Well, what's wrong? Can I just talk to you? Well, we're talking now. Without anyone else listening. Well, there's no one else here. And he closes the door. Dad, why don't you come back home? Why don't we just let, you know, the people who have their souls at stake do the whole superhero thing and we just drop them off and go home. Back to Mom and Lisa. Honey, things are never going to be the way they were back then, We've talked about this, but if you want to go home, I'll turn this ship around right now. I'm only out here for you. Besides, we're not going to go anywhere anyway, are we, Jolene? This earth is round. I think he says with a bead of sweat going down his head as he's realizing that the geography of the area is clearly more and more indicating a flat earth. (laughs) (laughs) It's round, right? So we're not going anywhere anyway, so we may as well turn back now. I mean, we could also just go forward and go to the same place because it's around Earth, but let's just be safe and go back, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to turn us all around and then end up having all of my friends' souls forfeit because they didn't turn up and do the specific thing at one time. (laughs) That'd be too much on my conscience. Oh, that would be bad. Well, hang on, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Not many people know about this, but I've got what they call a, a dinghy <laughs> that I keep in case of emergencies. I call it the Jolene's Jolene, because it's like a ship in a ship. Oh, yeah. Well, what if we give them the ship and we take the boat back? What about the crew? Well, I don't know. You're the one who wants to go home right now. I think they're happy going wherever. Silent Steve's made friends. Yeah, that's true. Ugg is never happy. Mm, yeah, it's also true. And Greasy Dan, well, he's better than ever. You know why he's finally found a skin routine that works for him? And he's kind of made friends with Patsy. Yeah. Well, come on, Jolene, what do you say? We can go right now. I'll grab some food from the pantry. And if we go home, and then everything doesn't work out, It'll be my fault, because I didn't go with them. Well, not to be overly pragmatic, but it does sound like we wouldn't have a lot of time to worry about it if that did happen. True. I'll leave it in your hands. I'll need to know what you want to do eventually, 
Because at the moment, I don't know where we're heading. Hmm. It might actually help if you closed your eyes and then steered. I don't know what you're insinuating. Think about how the sword was steering last time. It was just wandering around, wasn't it? How's that any different to what we would be doing anyway? I mean, this is your magical destiny, Johnny, so, well, if you think that'll work, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, didn't you say that Little's dagger can do the same thing that the big sword can do? Uh, all I know is that, um, it's screaming currently, and there was a spirit elephant inside as well. Oh, the elephant! Yeah, I saw it at the zoo in the ghost zone! It was the only attraction. Yeah. I threw popcorn at it. You know what? It deserved it. <laughs> well, why don't we give it a try? Why don't you do a little uh, spinny in a circle with that screaming dagger? Yeah, what could go wrong? And she pulls it out and starts spinning around with it. You find that when you get to one exact precise point, the screaming stops. And if you move past that point, the screaming begins again. Oh, I, there's an off. There's an off direction. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, do you think it stops screaming when we're going the right way? I think so. Well, great. Well, when we got our heads, well, you know, unless you do want to go home, I think I still need to think about it. Okay, I will warn you that every day you spend thinking about it, we do get closer and closer to a uh, Concordia. Of course, Concordia. Yeah, because this is a round earth, and I'm sure of it. (laughs) Just because I haven't been able to observe any curvature doesn't mean a damned thing. Of course the world is round. I mean, you've told me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's just use the knife. We'll see if I can, like, strap it in or something. No, I'll just use it for directions. I don't want it attached to my ship in any way after what happened last time. Yeah. I'll just stay up and keep it going the right way, and uh, maybe I'll take shifts with Egg. Mm, how about I take shifts with you? I don't think I can sleep. All right. And I think the two of you stay together, holding a dagger, turning it the right way, and then stopping it screaming every so often <laughs> so you can continue on the correct heading. And then eventually, Patsy, you've searched the whole ship. You sort of look through the window on the door to the control room, uh, and you see Jolene there with Romeo. I'll just sort of peek in and it's like, hey, any of y'all seen Jolene? Hmm? I've looked everywhere on the ship. Have you seen a Jolene? I guess that both of us just pointed ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can call me Romeo, Patsy, after everything we've been through together. Nice to chat with you, Romeo, Patsy. Well, before we went into the pain and people were showing me respect for once. (laughs) Where'd that go? What happened to that? (laughs) Are you two looking to have a moment, like a private chat of some kind? Because I could do some sleep, Jolene. You said you weren't sleeping anyway. Do you mind if I go and get a sleep? Yeah, okay. I'll, um, I'll steer. All right, see ya. Bye. And he walks out and then goes to his room, which is directly opposite. And you hear a loud thud. (laughs) <laughs> I think he was really, um, stressed out. A lot of things changed in a short period of time. I think it's been difficult on a lot of us. Um, how, how'd your end of it go? Yeah, everything's fine. 
Cromaro, okay. Uh, yeah, she's fine. Um, anything on her ends, like how it went? Everything is okay. Everything is fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how you coping with uh everything in the ghost zone? Like I know we had kind of like I guess resolved in a, in a small way, but I I kind of feel like I bullied you out of that. Nice life. Like, I know things turn to shits anyway, but, like... No. No, you did the right thing. Uh, I don't think so, I did. No, you did the right thing. What am I thinking about? Why Why would I think about leaving again? This is so stupid. I'm just repeating my mistakes, aren't I? Self-care is never a mistake. But you, you said again, you know? <sighs> did you know that... I knew Signata before anyone else in this group did. I don't think I've heard your your transcript about Signana. I think I'd love to hear it. If you're fine to share it. <sighs> the first time I met him, I saw him in his fancy clothes, walking up to some guy sitting on the side of the road, playing the recorder, and just ripping it out of his hands, and then shanking him. Wait, like with the recorder? Yeah, with the recorder. Wow. It wasn't even broken or anything. That's impressive. Later on, he ended up breaking out his recorder. Mm. That's when we all met, actually. Sounds like that was a good development. I do not like the sound of that woodwind instrument. No, no, it's a... Uh, let's just say I had to wear earplugs for quite a while. <laughs> Originally, I was going to try and con him out of his money until I found out he didn't have any money. So then I guess we ended up being friends. I wrote him into one of our cons. I would pickpocket people while he distracted them. Man, he was really good at distracting people. <laughs> we got talking and um, he told me a little about his mom. What, like his, his swan mom? Yeah. His swam? swam. Yeah, swam. <laughs> yeah, his swam. At first, I didn't really believe him when he said his mom was a swan. He kept talking about her like, oh, she had a beautiful long neck and eyes like shards of obsidian and a voice like a honking train. <laughs> that sounds like some form of colossal demon. Yeah. Sorry, that, that brings to mind a, a few figures. I'll take your word for it. I wouldn't know. Let's just say giraffes never go no place nice. Oh. <laughs> When he told me about his mom, it got me thinking about my own mom. But when I asked him if he would do anything for his parents, he told me he cared. But the best thing they did for him was to let him go. I don't know, I guess this just brought up stupid memories from back then. If it's one thing I can tell you with honesty is that memories are never stupid. They're in their own way, a uh, sacred existence, away from souls. I guess, in some way, he's still alive. Because, at the very least, I remember him. What about you? What was your mom like? I honestly don't know. It's been a strange thing. Uh, the moors are... Think of memories and places, and the less it seems to lines up. Line up how? 
I don't know, like, the ghost zone before last. Things were sort of strange and in some points literal, some points it just didn't make sense for things to be done that way. But it's, for some reason, a concrete memory. Like a narrative written by someone who didn't have perspective. And I honestly don't know if I ever was the person I thought I was of the past or lived where I did. So you might not have come from Pine Barrow at all? I don't know. In some way I was looking so heavily in the identity of a person who had once lived that I strung it together from anything I could latch onto. Maybe that was my doing, maybe it was Barry try and put a, a semblance of humanity back into me. Well, if we live after all of this, why don't you come with me? I'll be your new family. I think I'd like that a lot. Nim is going to go find Cremora with her catty nose. She's going to smell her out. I don't think Cremora's left the spot in the cargo hold. Yeah. Like however long it's been. Wow! Go away. I sit. Cremora will throw off the invisibility cloak. Nim will like pat up to her. You know that way that animals do when they're kind of like slightly hunched and they're looking up at someone because they're unsure. I'm going to like nudge her hand with my nose. <laughs> I don't know what you want. <laughs> me to say or do I I like boop her mouth like shut up and then I just curl up on her lap for a little while <laughs> it wasn't right I I know it wasn't like get off turn back into myself kneeling in front of her Kramora I would have done it too you should have let me do it you shouldn't have to have that on your conscience why do you have to have it on your conscience why do you always have to make the sacrifices, Cremora? <laughs> you are talented and powerful and incredible, but you don't have to be the one who does terrible things so that other people don't have to. Not all the time. When I killed the guards in the Blisterwood, I just... I just didn't care. That's where I was then. That's who I was. The three people's lives didn't matter because nothing mattered. And look, Nim, I'm already a monster. We're going to work together. We're going to save the world. And then I'm going to lock myself in a wizard's tower somewhere and research until I die. And that's the life I'm choosing now. Kamar, who put you in that situation where you felt nothing for no one? No, Nim, I, no, I know what you're doing. No. It was me. You, 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 made... you, were, you were at peace with dying. And I should have let you go. But I didn't because I was selfish. Of course you didn't feel right, Cremora. You didn't belong in the world anymore. You didn't feel like you belonged in the world anymore. And the only thing that fixed that was a fucking god. And now I've done it again. Ironically. Trying not to be selfish. Kamara, we've both done monstrous things. Do you think I'm a monster? No. What do you see when you see me? I see someone who seems determined to do the right thing. 
I think. Even if she doesn't always know what that is. Fair cop. <laughs> That's what I see when I see you. You are a good person, Cremora. I'm glad one of us thinks so. This power that's coming, it can change the world. Yeah. What do we do with it? I've been running myself against these gods and these whatever the fuck the messenger is, despising them for the power that they have over people, but that's gonna be us. And it has been us. Signana is proof of that. Kamara, what are we gonna do with it? Because if we don't do something, someone else will. And I, I, I don't trust anyone else. There are so many things that we could fix. Any problem, any thing that's wrong in the world, and we can fix it. Handling this much power, I don't think anyone's supposed to do this. You're right. I don't think anyone is. What do you think Jolene and Patsy would do with it? If we're talking about good people, I mean, Patsy was really angry with me when I told him. I could, I could tell. Or not angry, upset. He didn't yell at me, and I deserved it. No, Nim. If I'm not allowed to think I'm a monster, then you don't either, okay? That point aside, there's nothing in this for them, and they're still here. And now I'm scared we've lost them. Me too. I think when they're, like, gotten to the point where, like, there's no more talking to be done and they're just, like, lying against each other or whatever, Nim's gonna not say out loud, but kind of think. Tweed? Can you hear me? And she's gonna go to sleep. I think, actually, Kamora does do one more thing. When she's sure that Nim has gone to sleep, she opens her bag and digs through. And just at the very bottom, uh, she pulls out a little amulet, very clearly some kind of religious symbol of an open book with an eye in the center. And she sits cross-legged and holds it against her chest and just prays. Keep of records... Guide my hand as I write, guide my eyes as I read, guide my mind as I understand. The ship is tense over the next two days of travel. The members of the crew try to engage different ones of you, but It only works to a certain extent because they just haven't been through what you've been through. Jolene, at some point you realize it's kind of too late to turn back. Mm -hmm. Between each other, you've said what you can say and maybe once or twice you repeat it, searching for something new to say, searching for some resolution, but you go in circles when you do try and and eventually you stop. Everything is at a standstill until over the intercom you hear, Well, wrench me from the grommet depths like a sea-clogged sailor. That's the edge of the world! And you all run 
to the front of the ship, you run to the control room, you look out the broad windows at the front, and you can see coming up on the horizon is water, and then water, and then there's no more water. It's the edge. As you draw closer, you can see what lies beyond. But not too far, because there's this thick, yellowish fog. And you get closer and closer and closer to it. And before you know it, your ship is no longer above the water, above the ground on which you have lived your entire life. You're not in the halls of the gods either, you're... You're in between. 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 Thanks for listening. Enjoying the show? Why not leave a review? We'd sure appreciate it. Till next time. Bye! I think Romeo's been working in the corner and he turns around. Oh! Oh, we're having a talk down here as well? Or I'm just going to go somewhere different. I thought Romeo went to bed. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like to sleep in the cargo hold. People stop being unconscious when I want to use them for narrative purposes. (laughs) 